Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston. And tonight, I'm joined by Mr. Monday through Friday himself, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing okay. What does Monday through Friday mean? I'm just celebrating the fact that you don't get to work uh, four days in a row anymore. Whoa. The death whoa. of your, your three-day weekend. Why are you... Why would you bring that up? You're like trying to hurt my feelings. I I tell you that in privacy, and then you bring that up to try to hurt me? I don't think that's a good friend. Well, I'm the older brother, so I have to do things You're like You're not this. an... Oh, my God. I'm the oldest You're brother. You're the worst older brother I've ever I'm the oldest brother. Met. What do you... No. Yeah. You know what? I wonder who's a better older brother, you or Michael? Uh, probably me. I don't know about that. Michael, yeah. you know what? Michael loves more. He only loves himself. <laughs> okay. He loves the he loves the idea of loving other people to give the illusion that he cares, but he doesn't really care. That's <laughs> I th- Wait, isn't that like what a crazy person would be doing when they're planning yeah, like, I think to so. murder you? I think so. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's healthy. You know, it kind of sounds like William Faulkner, and if it's uh, it's the springtime, there's flowers blooming, now's the time to open up those books, lay in the grass and read some Faulkner, and uh, really enjoy the weather, seize this time of year. Oh my God, nobody is doing that. So I have a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, all right. So I had a work function, and it was in Austin, so you know, I had to drive an hour and a half to go to... I can't remember. It's like Austin Turo's their their minor league hockey league team. No, that's the basketball team. That's the Spurs team. Their D league team. Whoever their minor league hockey team is, that's where we went to, and it was oh just, Cedar Park Stars. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it is. So we went out there, and it was like upper management uh, came down, and like we were just having like a nice little work function outside. Well, one of the upper management decided to bring cornhole, and dude, they just decided to start saying, "Oh, we're the best." And then they challenged Taylor to cornhole. Uh huh. So what they, what what people just don't realize is I'm a five six guy that weighs 130 pounds that somehow We're is good at the most ridiculous. What? How did you put it before with the foosball? Thing? So you're good at any sport that doesn't require athleticism. <laughs> darts, <laughs> bowling, lawn darts, horseshoes, golf, pool, cornhole, cornhole, beer pong. So let's just say that Taylor got on the table, was challenged. And by the end of it, I was running the table. Yeah. And they also said that I was truly a fat kid cha- trapped inside of a little man's body. Interesting. So I don't know what that means. But and now you're upper management, field. right? Yeah. Uh, we were. You playing, say I'm the captain now. We were playing for pink slips. Oh. So <laughs> look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. I'm the I'm the upper manager now. Yeah, but so whenever I won, they didn't give me their pink slips. So I guess it was all cowards. That's all I keep thinking. Cowards. So, uh, can you top that type of story for the week? I mean, I feel like you don't have any work functions. Do you even work? Yeah, I work very hard. You don't have a job. I work very hard. I, work mm. very I don't <laughs> know what you do. You're like Chandler from Friends. Nobody knows what you do. You just say you go to work every day. I in a dare suit. you to walk one day in my shoes and step into my oh world. My I dare you. It's very hard out there. Oh, my God. No, I mean, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess the only story I have from this week is that, you know, I went to my friend's a ranch and then I took my dog there. I was like, man, this dog was great. She was chasing turkeys. She didn't go running away. Just perfect. She's being a beautiful animal. It's like, you know, that's good. I really love this dog. Yeah. Like whenever I was a child and I dreamed of having a dog, I wanted a dog just like this. I'm like, I'm so glad I have this dog. I don't think I like this dog anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She broke out the cage like four times this week. She sprinkled, le- she got in the refrigerator, sprinkled spinach all over the floor. And it was like Valentine's Day, but instead of rose petals, it was spinach. Well, wait, but and wouldn't that mean she was being sweet to you? Maybe. She was doing something nice <laughs> for you to come home maybe to? Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. It was a very sad Valentine's Day, though. <laughs> and she ate a bunch of plastic and puked on the floor, and she just chewed a bunch of stuff up. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Sounds like uh, my Valentine's Day night. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I don't know. So I don't think I like this dog anymore. And so I'm very sad about that. So my story at least had a positive moment where I felt like I was the comeback. It's the kid opposite, here. though. Your story was just depressing. You know, now you may be getting rid of your dog. Well, I'm going to keep her, but I don't know what I'm going to do with her. What if she wants to get rid of you? What now? Hmm. Maybe she needs to evolve a little bit faster. What if get that, stronger. What if that is the real question, Matt? 
What if she doesn't like you? I don't think so. Whoa. I think she likes me. Oh, you're very confident in that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, you should see the way she looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody's ever looked like anybody like that before in the history of the world. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to move on to the next topic here. Because that's the only topic. That's it? <laughs> you know what? Let's just keep going with it then. So your eyes, by the way, glisten in the sun. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so for tonight's show, we have some reader questions. Ho, ho. <laughs> there We it got is. some reader questions. Well, wait, Matt, how did you pick out, like, only a few questions from like our three million viewers. I mean, I parsed through them, you know. Okay. Yeah, parsed through them. Like, it must have been hard. I mean, seriously, so many people hit up our Twitter accounts. It is nuts. Oh, yeah. My whole, my entire bathtub is full with fan mail. It just, I, it's out of my ears. So I'm much telling fan you mail. to throw it out. It looks like Harry Potter in this house, man. I can't throw it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I can't really throw anything out. I thought you liked that, right? It's just shooting out of the chimney in the fireplace. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that was cool. Um, yeah, so we have some good, some great reader questions tonight. Uh, the first one is from Liz Wold. He said, or he or she, she said, I don't know uh, who this person is. We're not judging. They said, should we look into getting Des Bryant? Uh, maybe they could provide the same sort of value that Demarius Thomas provided. And we're looking at this from a Houston Texans perspective, not Dallas Cowboys perspective at oh, the moment. God. And you know, if you forgot, Des Bryant was released by the Cowboys. Was very upset. Said he had tons of offers. Didn't really have any offers at all. Signed with the New Orleans Saints like three weeks into the season. By the way, you five think, weeks into the season, you think he regrets that Baltimore contract? Oh, for sure. Like that three he years, twenty-one million dollars. Yeah. Like it would, it was just there. They wanted you. No, I'm cool. Somebody else wants me for more money. Like that was there. Yeah, the ex needs you know, at least ten million a year. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to New Orleans. Wasn't playing football for like eight weeks. Try to play football immediately. Tore his Achilles in the red zone doing something. Like all the Saints players, like we love you, Des. Dude, they were all like that. so big on yeah. him after like three hours. So you've known him for three days. Yeah. It was like in summer camp whenever like two thirteen-year-olds fall in love and they leave three days and they're never gonna see you again. They cry, dude. And bug they juice, scream. man. Bug juice from Disney Channel. Bug so, juice. Bug juice. I thought man. you said butt juice. <laughs> so that's very inappropriate for thirteen-year-olds. Oh, this is Taylor. a family show. It is man. a family show. Wait. Okay, Bug Juice was a really good camp show. I used to binge gotcha. watch the crap out of that during summertime. But Juice, I'm guessing you're binge watching that. No, nah, I don't know. I don't binge watch. Dude. What was that about? I'm an intellectual. Oh I, I binge read, dude. You binge read yeah. underneath the tree in the beautiful weather with the sun hitting exactly. in the shade. Lay a moving blanket it. out in the backyard, take the shirt off. Uh, tan the nips, you know. Read about geology. Tanning the nips. I thought this was a family show, Matt. Yeah, it is. Uh, what? So you, s- people just don't tan their nips and then say they <laughs> tan their. Nips. Well, that's what I call my epidermis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my epidermis nips. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think the Texans should really sign as Brian. You know, he's older. He tore his Achilles. He's also like primarily just a red zone threat, uh, and so like. You know, Houston, the red zone, they can't run the ball in the red zone. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who's kind of like your, your fade sideline wide receiver there anyways. They do have, you know, the Thomas rookies and uh, Ryan Griffin, who can be red zone receivers down there. Will Fuller, you know, can run some quick slant routes. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson used as a runner. So, like, I don't really think Des Bryant's worth paying. You know, you have to pay $5 million a year for him to maybe catch four touchdowns or something like that. Uh, I think if it comes down to, you know, week six and you need wide receiver help, you know, fine if that's the best you can do but i would rather have them pursue someone like don charl inman who's really great to end the end of last season in indianapolis and there's also just better wide receivers available still currently uh you know, maybe even jordan nelson would be better than des bryant because he at least he played last year chris hogue would be better than des bryant because he played last year so there's other guys out there i think you would look at first before you come down to des bryant whenever you need backup wide receiver help yeah, so I'm not going to give you the Jordy Nelson one, but I'll give you the others easily because I'm kind of I, – I don't understand where this would be kind of a positive thing, only because just like you stated, I mean, he's older. He's just coming off the Achilles tear. And my big question to you even, do you think even with later down the season, let's say that some team does get desperate needing to pick up a wide receiver. Oh, maybe – what about desperate? You know, oh, desperate. What is what is desperate? Is this, Ryan, is this what tonight's show is going to be? Is this what it's going to? That's be? a good one. Is, 
So that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's what we're working with. Dude, I'm on fire right now. The bar is so low right now. (laughs) Did you see how high he got? No, see, this (laughs) is we need James Cameron to help raise the bar right now. All right. All right. So whenever it comes to see, I'm losing my train of thought over here. Des Bryant, though, with you saying that, yeah, a team maybe later on down the season would want to pick him up whenever they're needing it, injuries, that happens. Do you even think he's going to be working out, though? I think so. I mean, that's why I feel like even the Saints, whenever they picked him up and then he injured himself, he was sitting around. I don't think Des is really the guy that's really out, busting his tail off, and I think that's why Dallas got rid of him. Once he signed that big contract, he was done. He got his money, and he wants to just be known as great without really working to be great. Yeah. And even with later down the season, when he does become fully healthy, I just think he's not going to be able to do anything still. He's yeah. not even going to be doing anything himself while he's waiting. He's just going to be doing what we do, mm. sitting on the couch. Yeah, uh, going to the gym, doing oh, a lot oh of reps, slow weight. But I agree with the Inman man. Inman would be amazing, yeah, especially um, for Houston, but I'm just I'm not on the desk. I mean, he would be like he'd be Houston's fourth wide receiver until Will Fuller gets hurt yeah, in week exactly. two and then he becomes their second receiver. I I don't know Des Bryant personally. I don't know I enough know. to <laughs> to understand his work ethic. But I think he's one of those guys who's just always been a monster athlete, bigger, faster and stronger than everybody else. And then you get older and you kinda of start to lose it and unless you put the work into your body you know, you lose a lot quicker than if you are, and you're taking really great care of yourself, and uh, you're making sure that you stay in shape with your athleticism. And like, I think the guys who don't do that, whenever they get to be 27, 28, they kind of fall off, you know, quicker than guys who are constantly not eating salt and whatever it takes to be good at playing football until you're 37 years old. So too many tomatoes. That's why Des Bryant got hurt. I like Tom Brady. You know, who's eating salt? Uh, I just I remember like being in seventh grade. I thought they snort salts. No, you, I, don't, I said salt, like table What's, salt. Wait, wait, who's eating? Who's eating table salt? <laughs> well, I, so when I was thirteen, they did like at ESPN the magazine coverage. White Freeney, like I'm in the best shape of my life. I haven't had salt in seven <laughs> months. I'm three percent body fat right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna become a great football player. I'm done eating salt. It didn't really work out, but and I ate salt. It and, was great for that, that, that one day. two years. <laughs> Well, I'm saying personally, a 13-year-old football player is like, okay, I'm, eat, I'm not going to eat salt and become a great football player. It didn't work out that well. Oh, I think I ate salt that day. Well, I think, man, you were a great football player. I went to every single one of your games. I, I wore a T-shirt that said you were MVP. You were yeah. my MVP. Uh, I'm the, I'm no matter what. MVP. <laughs> yeah, my claim to fame was being week three offensive player of the week. We lost 49-0. Yeah. As a right tackle, offensive player of the week in a 49-0 game. But you did the, great on your side. I, hey, <laughs> you my, protected. My pro football focus grade that day was like 93. Pretty good stuff. By the way, it just goes back to uh, reminding me of everyone, the positivity. By the way, I'm going to jump on some Dallas Cowboy talk real quick. Of Jason Wynn, everyone's like, oh, look at him, Jason Wynn. Dak saying he's has like going to be a great blocker. Nobody would ever say like, hey, I can't wait for this tight end to be a great blocker. Who in the world? wants to watch a tight end be a great blocker versus actually being a great tight end in this NFL these days. I mean, for God's sakes, the Kelsey, the Ertz, are you literally watching them going, man, those are great blockers? I like some good blocking. But you're not saying that. Well, I mean, like, the thing is... It's a small part. You're not wanting a tight end for him to be, yeah, we need that extra guy. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so the Texans signed Darren Fellows this week. He's a blocking tight end. They sign for Ooh. one year, like $700,000. Yeah, but that's different. That's what so I mean. It's, yeah, it's yeah. different than signing Jason for $3.5 million. Yes. The weirdest thing about Witten, though, is he's slow and old, but somehow he's open all the time for like five yards. It's easy he can get s- five yards whenever he wants it. Man, he doesn't run a real route. He literally they go, <laughs> Jason, just go run out there. Just go run somewhere. Just run four yards and turn around for the ball. Okay, sounds good, Coach. And then fall forward for a yard. You know, That's I just it. I just feel bad that the Monday night thing just really didn't work out. He just wasn't good at it. <laughs> but he was better than McFarlane though. Yeah, I mean the whole thing was just really the I mean they're both like but just as bad, I guess. Dude, if Jason Wynn had like a Mike Tarico with him, I think that he'd be just fine because then it I would like be, that guy though. I can't remember his name. No, I don't like that guy. I like how yeah, he talks so super flourishly. Like it was I, I loved it. I don't like that guy at all. And yeah, I can't really do an impression of it. But I don't know why uh, they just don't hire us at this point. I don't want to do that job. What? 
don't want to do that job. It's like the greatest gig alive. Oh, hey, you have a job. Show up on Monday night. Okay. I mean, I could watch some old things. Oh, you got to love this guy here. <laughs> you got to love him. Just like, he's one of my Taylor grinders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a dream. What a dream. Good stuff. This is a family podcast, so I'll bite my tongue. Uh, so we had a couple of questions from Nashmeister. He had one comment and three questions. First was, keep Tim Jernigan out of Indy. Uh, I agree from a Texans perspective, but from a football perspective, I disagree. Uh, is this the worst free agent class ever? I don't know. I feel like it's not good. It's pretty bad. But I don't remember. I don't re- like Every single time, Like the only free agent class I really remember was 2016 because Houston signed Lamar Miller and Brock Osweiler that year. I remember 2017 because the Jaguars signed all those guys what that year. La- oh, wait. Well, last year, I mean, you had Rams signing like their entire team, essentially. But they just signed Sue, and that was really it. And then they trade for Peters, and they trade for Tlaib. You're right, because then they just signed the big contracts and for their guys that they And they signed for had. one year. They trade for Cook, signed him. They just yeah. made a bunch of trades. The Eagles made a bunch of trades. But like, I don't really remember a thing at all about last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Last year, like, I'm trying to think, like, what was the big deal? Yeah. I don't, either, like, I don't feel like this a- year would be any different ask from me, last. Ask me what I ate for lunch yesterday. Hey, what would you eat for lunch yesterday? Spinach salad. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so where does Sue sign was a question he asked. Hold that thought because we'll be uh, talking about that here in just one second. Spoiler, it's Dallas Cowboys. And lastly, does this bad free agency clash change your opinion on Jadavion Clowney's contract extension, especially with someone like Trey Flowers getting $18 million a year with the Detroit Lions? And I don't. it hasn't really changed my perspective because my perspective the entire time has been give Jadavion Clowney a big contract. If you have the cap, like go through free agency with the idea that you're going to improve your team, unlike what the Texans have done so far. And then after free agency is over, see how much cap space you have and then evaluate if you can do something like front low Clowney's contract. Because as of right now, with the way it looks, you'd want to give Clowney, like, Texans have $44 million in cap space. If you're going to sign Clowney to a big extension, you're like, hey, Jadavion, we're going to give you $30 million this year. <laughs> So that way, you know, you pay $30 million in cap space this year, but you save money the year after the year after that. I think you're better prepared to, you know, extend to Sean Watts and that sort of thing. So I think this, that's the Texans' idea right now. And regardless of how the free agent class has, sh- has shaped up, uh, it really doesn't change my opinion what they should do with Clowney. I think it's a no-brainer to extend them. And then with the amount, I think the only thing that's changed is that the m- amount of money they have available right now, that they should look at doing something like just do some wild, you know, front-loading of that contract to give them some, like, $30 million this year. So, um, I don't listen to your other podcast because I only listen to my voice. But is Jadavion, didn't y'all franchise? Yeah, he's franchised. So, he's not happy about that. That's though. what I was going to say. Mad. So, my question to you, though, is do you think that Houston franchised him in the thought of signing him to a longer yeah, deal? Yeah, that's the idea. Or what if he gets hurt? Because when do you think this long term contract is coming up? Do you think it's going to be before game before, one? Yeah, before week one. Ooh, what if it's not? Uh, I mean, that's what I assume. I'm gonna right make now. a. I mean, if it isn't, not. then they'll just extend it. Franchise. They'll just do the Demarcus Lawrence thing. He'll just be mad again. Yeah, but it's only because Dallas lost everybody. Because you know our guys can only smoke weed and can't play football, and so we're kind of stuck with Demarcus Lawrence. I don't feel like that with Houston. In a way, I feel like they're kind of being cautious. So if he does get hurt, then they're not screwed. Yeah. But it also pisses him off this year. I mean, I'd be more, more worried about J.J. Watt getting hurt than Clowney, though. Because Watson was 30. He's played one 16-game season in well, three years. That's what I mean, though. Everyone's like, kind of Watts, expecting that. Watt's cap hit this year is like $21 million. Like, they could have cut Watt and saved $15 million if they wanted to, something like that. Yeah, I want you to cut J.J. Watt. <laughs> and for Houston Texans to cut J.J. Watt. Yeah, I, that's a great idea. Hey, he doesn't help anything with the community. In fact, he spits on the Houston community. Yeah, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does so much. You would never be able. I it's understand. Like worse I, than I the understand. Eli like, Manning I understand. Sitting down where New York then had to like just fire pretty much Coach McAdoo. The entire public of New York fired him. It would be the exact same thing with you. Ooh, what if this is your chance to get rid of Bill O'Brien? You need Bill O'Brien to like sit JJ or like trade JJ or cut JJ, do something, and that way the entire crowd will then turn on him and finally. Bill O'Brien leaves, and finally the Houston Texans deserve their glory as scooping to the number one seed in the AFC. And then they would lose in the divisional round anyways. 
Yeah, but seriously, with Bill O'Brien, I feel like they have a better shot. Uh, you mean without Bill O'Brien? Oh, without. Without. Oh, without. Well, I'm I mean, sorry. I'm I, sorry. The only reason why I say that, though, is just because there's this uh, thing in the Houston Texans community, if you want to call it that, that they could, they should trade J- Jadavion Clowney. He's franchise tagged. Get a first round pick out of it because he's penalized too many times or he could get hurt. What? Or he's never had 10 sacks. Clowney was just as valuable as Watt was last year. Yeah. He's 26 years old and he has the potential to get better. Watt's never going to be as good as he was before. He paddled a lot of his production against backup right tackles last season. And he's being paid a lot more and he's three years old. And he's played one full season in three years. So like, I just like Clowney more as a player than Watt at the moment. But everybody's going to love Watt forever because that 11 from 14 was like just the most surreal stuff ever. And of course, like you're saying, you know, he's a beautiful man who has <laughs> touched the like lives the beautif- of so many. Most beautiful man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What was it? So my, get this, like my uncles, because... Uh, you know, Houston Texans, I get trash-talked every single holiday when it comes to family reunions. But it's the funniest thing. So hey, we recycle in this household, Taylor. There's no trash talk here. What? Okay. You don't, want, <laughs> you don't recycle anything. In fact, your dog just destroys everything. My and heart, especially. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm so sad, man. Okay. So, either way, what I was saying is that my aunt's mother, so I guess step... Uh, would you even call it a step? What, they, your they, aunt's mother? Yeah, aunt's mother, but step. It's your aunt's. great aunt. No, but your it's great like, step aunt. Yeah. <laughs> so what this, I, either way, she refers to him only as Saint JJ. Mm. Like every single time, it's like, yeah, look at JJ. You mean Saint JJ? Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that tackle. <laughs> you mean Saint JJ just tackled? Like, what are you talking about? Like, let me watch the game. And then she drinks you mean three glasses Saint of JJ? wine. Then you mean hot JJ? Uh, my boyfriend JJ. Three glasses of wine at my family reunion. Try like three bottles and then. Maybe. Well, that's how it starts. But then that's what it takes to loosen the lips up a little bit more. The only thing, uh, three glasses, that takes me to loosen my. Everybody in my family needs like more than that. Oh, I'm the lightweight in gotcha. the family, man. Everyone makes fun of me. Oh, look, Taylor had two beers. Everybody watch out. Well, I mean, you are like 6'7", 270, so yeah, you better watch out. It is embarrassing. Yeah, but I'm beautiful, so that's all that matters. I wish I was beautiful. I am beautiful. Uh, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> all right, good stuff. So, yeah, that's all the reader questions that we have for tonight. Thank you for them. I mean, we had to go through a million of them to get to these two. Uh, if they you have solid. any, yeah, they were great questions. If you have any questions in the future, don't hesitate to reply in the post. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you have the opportunity to ask reader questions whenever you want. Uh, and if you want my home address, I can give it to you if you want to send a, a reader question in the mail. Or if you ever just want to like send me a gift, you know, I would, I would greatly appreciate a Jamie Sharper Bal Red uh, jersey in the mail. I wear, I wear a large Texel depending on the height. Wow, so you just really wanted somebody to send you a gift right there. You're asking for gifts right now. You I'm, know that, right? I'm so lonely without this dog. <laughs> You're so lonely. <laughs> just give me something. Yeah, I miss this dog so You just much. need a letter. Go read one of the letters. Oh, by the way, you have to tell the, uh, the podcast listeners that if you are going to send mail, it can only be by owl. That's the only yeah, way. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, it's the rules. Except I wouldn't have an owl. I would definitely have, like, a r- one, I would have the frog, I think. You would have a frog. Yeah. You would have the rat scuppered. No, That's dude. I, ha- I want. I don't want to get in on that. <laughs> it makes me so. It makes me so mad. <laughs> it, it disgusts me. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we come back. We'll talk. We'll do some. Play some matchmaking. We'll play the dating game or the Halo Two uh, matchmaking lobby and find some. Find the best fits for the remaining free agents out there. Uh, we'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back. So the the topic for tonight's show, if you already forgot after that long commercial break, is we're going to be going out, going through the remaining unrestricted free agents out there and going through some uh, top fits that we have out there. So I have like eight or nine or so here. Taylor, I know that you have like 50 or so. Like you mapped out every single uh, remaining free agent where you would like them to go. It's nuts, man, what I've done over here. My yeah. research committee has just given me a list, and I'm just rolling with this list. You have such a beautiful, complicated brain. <laughs> it's it's insane that I actually just have the time. I'm such a busy guy that, you know, me being able to just do this type of research on a nonstop basis, you know what? It just it just goes back to my drive. I just feel like I have a bigger drive than most. Hmm. More than you. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, never cared. Never cared. All right, so the 
the first free agent you make fit, me so depressed <laughs> the first free agent fit i have here is i want to see jordy nelson play for the new england patriots because you know him as a as, as a wide receiver he would like definitely just come back from the dead and catch like at least 800 yards and eight touchdowns and also i want to take this moment too of appreciation for the tennessee titans for ensuring Adam Humphreys didn't go to New England this year because that guy would have had like 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns and it would have been despicable. So That would have been so awesome, though. You know it would have been so badass if he went there. Come on. Tom would have had like such oh, he a great been, weapon. Yeah, he would have been. He would have had Edelman great. and Humphreys going. To, oh, that would have been so good. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been very uh, shocking. So instead, like, they're not going to resign Chris Hogan, so now you just get an older version of him and Jordy Nelson. And I just I, I like the way it looks. It makes sense. It just seems like a, a New England thing to do. And I don't think it's going to happen necessarily, but I think it's a good fit for for old Jordy. Or he can go back to Green Bay and hang out there in Rodgers because it seems like he's the only person in the world who likes Aaron Rodgers. That was actually my pick. From all of his teams, too. I was going to say that he actually should go back to Green Bay because Green Bay will be opening him like with open arms. Aaron Rodgers loves him. They're BFFs. Don't, like, wouldn't they, when they were on the same team, weren't they roommates? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're pretty much butt buddies. Hey, whoa. 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 What? I don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? I don't get it. Okay, you don't understand. I feel like you do. Either way, the Jordan but you Nelson. Said, you said bug buddies. You know, oh we God. have bug juice. We got bug, bug juice, buddies. Bud buddies. No, bug buddies. Butt juice. No, we got bug buddies. They collect ladybugs and stuff together. Um, all right. You know what? Uh, can I just go? God, I'm trying to say my piece here. Yeah. All right. So, Jordy Nelson. I feel like him going to Aaron Rodgers is him meeting back up with his love, his long-lost love. So it's just the perfect fit. New England, I just feel like he's not going to work because he's too slow. He's just they need they need a quick guy, and he's just not fast enough. I mean, it's pretty much you're having Edelman, who has already lost a step but is still somehow catching balls. Then you're going to add Jordy Nelson, who's yeah. lost even a bigger step. Yeah, I mean, just. I, I mean, I guess like he, they could, don't get older. he could run fades really far. I don't know. It'd be like the oldest white team anyone has ever seen if he would join that. Yeah, it'd be like the, the Masters out there. Yeah, <laughs> the Masters. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, so I, I don't know. That was that's some... Jim I, I just Furyk, like the, I like the Bill <laughs> Dude, Jim Furyk has the most screwed up swing. You mean the sweetest swing? That, you can never teach that. That was... The, it's the greatest loop anyone has ever seen because everyone loves to make fun of Charles Barkley's swing because it is the most ridiculous thing anyone's seen. However, the Jim Furyk thing is also crazy to think about. He loops his club on like on the way down. I How do you loop it? I just remember playing like uh, PGA 97 on the Macintosh whenever oh. you had the triple click to hit, hit the golf ball. They were playing like skims with Jim Furyk. I'm like, what the hell is this? Weirdest thing ever. My parents couldn't afford that. Sorry, we weren't rich. We didn't have no Macintosh. We didn't have no game when I was six years old. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, very rich. Sorry, I grew very up rich, poor over here. Very rich household I grew up in. And you, you hate it because you ain't it. Uh, so the next the next one I have here, I want to talk about Ndamukong Because we had a question from Nash Meister. Let's go to the, the big hitter. I, think he's, I want him to sign with the New York Jets. Because the Jets signed C.J. Mosley. They're probably going to draft Josh Allen from Kentucky. They have Leonard Williams. They resigned uh, Anderson as well too, play defensive end, and they run a three-four. And you know, Sue learned how to play three-four defensive end last year in Los Angeles. He also played nose tackle too, and so I think he can play either one of those interior spots for the Jets. The Jets have plenty of cap space right now, and they could definitely just be like, "Hey, here's eleven million dollars." And the Jets have always had this problem where they spend all this money on their defense, and then the fifteenth best defense every year. So they spend like $70 million, $8 million on their cap, put all this money on these guys, draft guys in the top seven every year, and they just get mediocre performance. And so, and they've already kind of gone all in with so- trading for Ozzy for making the signing of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they you made a lot of big moves this offseason. They have a, in the, the third pick in the NFL draft this year. They have Sam Darnold. I think, you know, Sue would be perfect for the Jets. And I think he just wants to go like some whoever pays him most money. I think he'll that's where he's gonna go. He just kind of he's just gonna be hopefully he just stays as a one year mercenary the rest of his career. Hey Sue, Dallas has a one year five million dollar offer. And he'd be like a, you. you have to give him like ten or eleven. We're waiting for you. How much money would you give him? A five million dollar offer what for about, one year. What if it took ten? 
I'm not going to do 10. He's not worth 10. He's not worth 10? Is he worth 10 to you? Yeah, I think so. He's not worth 10. I mean, he had 12. Most I'd give him is 8. He's not hitting double figures with me. He had 12 in Los Angeles last year. Just like a Randall Cobb contract. Just give us that one year, five mil. By the way, Randall Cobb, such a great signing for the Cowboys. I, I mean, he hasn't been good in four years. The problem is, like what I told everybody, Taylor, can't you wait for a Randall Cobb? Yeah, I can't wait to watch him, and then week six, he's going to be out. Or watch him so much fun. catch a drag route on third and 21 for 15 yards, and then have it just inflate his stats because he, do he doesn't get first downs or anything effective. It's true. He hasn't been good in four years. Uh, the Dallas does have $19 million available. Well, I would still, I would like if Sue actually did come to Dallas. That wasn't me just blowing smoke. That was. What about nine million? Would you do nine? Man, why? No. The only thing about him is he's gonna, he's now. gonna play ten games in the regular season. He'll be on the field for all sixteen. He's only oh. gonna play ten. Yeah, I know. And then the playoffs happen. He's gonna be a monster. The only thing that's nice though about being a Dallas Cowboy fan is typically whenever you're playing for us, you're under a microscope more than any other player. So. Especially if Sue were to come to the Dallas, everybody would be like, oh, look at this signing. He would be noticeable on defense. Everybody would be picking him out, watching what he does. So, I mean, it would be fun to watch. I think it'd be great just to have somebody else, some type of other threat. Yeah. The problem is, like what you're saying, I just don't want to pay him that much. It's, but I mean, it's some, one year. Who cares? But somebody's going to pay him that. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to pay him 10 million, and it's going to be like a contender because just like what you're saying, why wouldn't he be just a one-year mercenary at this point? Just keep going to team to team. And the only team I feel like he wouldn't want to go to is New England because he still wants to do what I mean, Sue he wants still, to do. He would still go there. They gave him $10 million. New England's not going to give him $10 I mean, million. And you saw Michael Bennett. He's like, I hate New England. I hate New England. He gets traded. He's like, dude, I love it here. He is not. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Bennett. It'd, be it'd be the same thing with Sue, though. Like, I mean, I, lo- I like the idea of the Sue just being like a hun, like some like northern barbarian. Who just like shows up to Sue pillage? The hun. Yeah, and he just like shows up at a different team every year and pays for you know one year ten million dollars and just slowly gets less and less as he gets older and worse. Also, I think Sue would be really good, Rob Marinelli too, because Marinelli's just a he's a wizard. Oh yeah, yeah, you know the greatest wizard of them all. No, yeah. he w- he's not that great of a wizard, man. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Every okay. defensive lineman's great in Dallas. He turns everybody into a great defensive lineman. You know what? It doesn't. He's like the best. He's like the Scarm, whatever his name is, Scarmetchi of New England. That's it, Marinelli in Dallas. You know, the worst part about watching Dallas in the defense is I agree with you. For the first half of the game, it's exactly like that. The second half of the game, for some reason, it's not like that. And you have to rely on Dak Prescott being able to outscore the opponent in the fourth quarter and, because he and is the that, greatest quarterback and of all time. And by outscore, time. you mean score 24 points and he can do throw it. for less than 250 yards. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> he goes in the fourth quarter and it's like 180 yards in Good. that quarter alone. Glad. That's what he does. I'm glad that we're talking like this in March. Haters gonna hate. And we have six more months until football starts and we're we're, we're still doing this. It's good. <laughs> but, it's good to know. But seriously, Sue should come to Dallas, alright? Doesn't need to go to the Jets like your little theory, which, by the way, you know why the Jets think like that. It's because that's how they got to the AFC Championship game, was being able to build your defense instead of focusing on the offense, which in fact they just haven't been able to build that good of a defense. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean they, they just spend a bunch of money, they spend a bunch of high draft picks, and they're just 16th in defense every year. It's just, but it's not even the same. They have like one or two guys that stand out each and every single season, but it's nothing that's really special that's able to come together. But also, their offense can't score ever. I well, I mean, I 15 points is really their average, man. Who isn't that? I can look it up. Do look you it want, up. You want to know? Well, Sam Darnold, I mean, like, think about the, the truth. I wasn't that big of a Darnold fan, and then he was awesome in that game against Houston last year. And then also, that Josh Allen-Sam Darnold like week 14 game last year was one of the best games of the of the season. Uh, it was so unbelievably good watching those two. You can't go a whole um, show without talking about Josh Allen? Played, well, I talked about him twice in a way, because the, oh. there's Josh Allen of, the Buff, of Buffalo, or of Kentucky, I should say. Josh Allen of Kentucky, who the Jets are uh, linked to draft. So... You said 15 points a game they scored? 15 points average. They scored 20.8, By the way, which was 23rd in football. I'm not that far off. You're a little far off. About five, five points. points. Come on. We're averaging up. I feel like I was there. This is Price's Rights rule. I'm still in. Maybe if we were signing, we were sizing a, a disconnect for electrical service, you'd be correct, but we aren't. What? Do you know who was last? So who's last in points per game? Yeah, last year. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I think this is easy. Baltimore. No, my favorite team. 
Your favorites? It's yeah. Buffalo. No, the Arizona Cardinals. 14.1 points per game last year. That is terrible. <laughs> That's that is really bad. <laughs> it's a middle school. That is really, really bad. Wait, where was Baltimore ranked? Let me see how bad I was on that guess. Uh, I just want to read a couple of these scores from Arizona. You ready? Oh, God. 6, 0, 14, 17, 28, 17, 10, 18, 14, 21, 10, 23, 14, Who, 9, 24. Who's the 28 against? Oh, are you ready? The San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Well, the 49ers had a terrible defense. And we talked about them yeah. before. We liked 49ers like three weeks in this ago. house. I, I like the 49ers for this year. I'm excited for them to draft Quinn and Williams, too. So the Ravens averaged 24.3 points per game, which is 13. Man, I was way off on that. I can't believe they scored that many points. I could have sworn with having Joe Flacco as my quarterback in fantasy. He gave me crap. Yeah. God, I hate Joe Flacco. Yeah, well, you don't... He's it, better than Case Keenum, though, right? Yeah, and that brings me to my, my next person here. The next free agent I have is Brock Eisweiler. I hope he doesn't sign with anybody because I'm so excited for him to re-sign with Denver in, like, week nine and just be completely terrible because Joe Flacco is going to be uh, just an aberration in Denver. It's gonna, He's going to be so bad there. They don't have an offensive line they can block long enough. He doesn't have, like... the. They have a good run game, but like the deep, maybe the only thing that's interesting with Flacco and Denver is that the air is thin, so maybe he can throw the ball really far and have work out. And like I like Sutton, he's good. Sanders is good, but I don't think you have enough like downfield guys for it to work out. And he's just bad. Like Flacco's not good. Okay, I'm not gonna comment on Brock Osweiler. Why is that even on your list? Why did you look up Brock Osweiler to talk about a free agent? Nobody is going to sign that human being, Matt. Nobody should no, sign him. He's, somebody's going to sign him. Nobody should. He's tall. So, that's what you're giving me. Well, first thing he's, is, Taylor, he's really tall. He's tall. You see that hair? He's it's wide. brown. He <laughs> stands wide. in the pocket. And that's all you need. Brown eyes. See Even brown better. Eyes? <laughs> Even better. Blue eyes is better, but brown eyes works too. Oh my but that's God. all it takes to be a backup quarterback in football. It's unbelievably stupid, but it works like that every year. Okay, so I'm not going to make the comments, but I'm just going to go to your Joe Flacco little spiel over there. I'm, I was on the Joe Flacco train last year. I'm not going to do it again. He's a big liar. He's a big phony. So all I'm going to say is no matter who his targets are, he's just not. He's going to look good for like every other game. But he's like Jay Culler to me. He's just waking up in the morning being like, damn it, I guess I have to go out there. No, I think Flacco cares. He's just I don't bad. think he cares much more than Jay Cutler. You think he won a Super Bowl and he doesn't care anymore? He cares more yeah. than Cutler, though. Are you sure? Everybody cares more than Cutler. He ha- he has his Super Bowl, and then he goes around being like, I'm done. I did no, it. No, I mean, I, no, I do think Flacco cares. I just think he's not good. I didn't think he cared one bit last year. With Lamar Jackson on your ass, and you just literally go out there and lay dud after dud after dud. I mean, he's just not good, but it wasn't no, lack I'm of not caring. That. He hasn't been good in four or five years. Matt, I straight up he's not watched good. him with a. He was on the eight yard yeah, line for a touchdown, said. and he had Lamar Jackson in the corner in the wide back open. The end zone. And he threw in the back of the yeah, end zone. Yeah. He had him wide open. Yeah. No matter what you tell me, right but there, that's just, just Joe Flacco not giving a just, crap and just, just more saying being I'm done. Bad. Well, I, I guess the only the only example I can have to agree with you. Was never they put him out wide receiver and he just like put his hands down his pants. Yeah, it's exactly. Right. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Every single time they lined him up there, it's like, oh, Lamar Jackson's coming in for a play. Where's Joe Flacco going? He's lined up his wide receiver, hands in his pocket. It kind of reminds me of those videos of like LeBron James not playing defense. Oh, one, yeah. the, one, you the, mean Kuzma having to push him? Bring one of those vines out of here. Yeah. So the the next guy I have here is free agent running back Alfred Blue. Uh, I can't wait to watch him play for the Alabama Legends. I mean, the Atlanta Legends. I think he's going to be great there next season. Is that really where he's going? Nobody needs Alfred <laughs> Blue? <laughs> Nobody's going to sign him. He's one of the worst running backs in the league. What are you talking about? He's solid. He averages 3.2 yards a carry. That's really good. In the same Behind the same offense. If you behind the same offensive line, Lamar Miller averaged 4.6 yards a carry. Look, if you gave Alfred Blue the ball four times, he's going to get a first down every time with that average. Right, maybe so. So there it is. That's but, not bad. But you also have to take into account that some of these runs came on third and twelve when he gets seven yards and doesn't get first down. Well, he had he had DVOA third and of like not negative thirty nine percent. Listen, yeah, but I'm saying it inflates his yards per carry. Listen, you know what? I think he needs to, uh, he needs a solid quarterback. I think he needs to go to Buffalo. 
I think Allen will be able well, to Buff- show him no, the ropes. No, Buffalo has Frank Gore now. They don't need Alpha Blue. Okay. Is, is that what you really just said to me? Is yeah, that's that they what have I said. Frank Gore. And so they have LeSean McCoy still. Yeah, both of those. Hey, Man, that's like 60 years right there. <laughs> I was going to say, what's their combined age It's hilarious. That's two? like the oldest backfield of all time. They're like, one's 36 and one's 30. What is Buffalo doing? And then they signed Cole Beasley to that insane well, contract. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. We'll, oh, we'll wait, have to, you we'll have a whole subject over Buffalo? Yeah, we'll have Stop to Stop obsessing over him, Matt. Well, I, well, next week, I think we're going to do our, the best free agent signings. The week after, we'll do the worst free agent signings. Nice. And then we'll try to preview the NFL draft. Maybe we'll do a, a live mock draft Ooh, we should at have, Buffalo Wild Wings. We should draft ourselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to make some phone calls. Do it. Um, the next player I want to talk about here is Timmy Chernigan. Uh, Nash Meister said, I don't hope he goes to Indi- Indi- Indianapolis. I really want him to go to Indianapolis. Like, he would, it sounded like a two year, $24 million deal. Just give him the You're same so contract up, he gave man. Justin Houston. Like, he's, uh, he's one of, you know, he's probably like one of the 20 best run blocking, run stopping defensive tackles in so football. So, what do you want him to go to he Indianapolis offers, for? He offers uh, a little bit of interior pass rush. He's strong. He's nasty. And the other thing, I mean, the reason why I want him to sign there is because the Colts have $72 million in cap space. So they're pr- it's pretty much like if you're in an auction draft in you know, fantasy, for example, and they don't bid anybody into like the 30th player, was, and they just get every single player that they want. I was going to say, are That's you the surprised Colts right by now. that? Like, yeah, Or you think like they're that. just waiting low for that opportune moment in the auction? And that's like, what, I mean, that's what they're doing right now. They signed Houston. They're looking to sign Shane Ray. They're just going to sign a bunch of depth guys and, you know, f- all of them are going to work out because that's what happened to him last year. And so I think Jerry can be perfect because they signed Houston. You know Houston's probably going to have, if you stay healthy, yeah, no. 12 sacks, no. 40 pressures, 20 quarterback hits, you know. And they'll probably only play them on third down too. So, Matt, do you like the Indianapolis Colts team over the Houston Texans team? The Colts are my least favorite team in football. What? I hate them. I hate their jerseys. I hate Peyton Manning, this stupid face. I Whoa, hate, okay. I hate their, we talked about this. I hate their mayonnaise, sour cream, French onion, you know, suit fans, but I, you know, I really like what Chris Ballard has done to build this team. And like week three this year, I, I talked on the same show in the same seat I'm singing now. I said, oh, yeah. the Colts have a good defense. The Colts are probably good this year. If Andrew Luck can ever get his arm fixed, he got his arm fixed. The Colts had a top 10 defense. Uh, Darius Slam was an all pro. A lot of like the smaller, uh, smaller picks they made end up working out, making the same signs that they're making right now. The one thing that surprised me with Indy though, is that, they had $100 million in cap space this year. And the biggest sign they made was Justin Houston and then signing you know, Devin Funches from Carolina for like a one-year $13 million deal. And so I still think they should they should try to trade for Antonio Brown. I thought they should have tried to get like you know, more impact players, spend some more money, but they're just doing what they did before and they're not changing. And you know now they have $72 million and so they can just sign whoever it is they want to sign. And there's really kind of no questions about it because guys like to play for the most money, you know. Yeah, I mean, guys just want to play for money, of course. Girls just want to have fun. Guys just want to play for money. Uh, girls don't like boys. They just like cars and money. I don't, oh, oh, you like that what one? Are, what are we even going on? Okay, so back to the hey, that, you know, you know what, ba- you know what uh, band sang that song? What band sang that? Good song? Charlotte, dude. Good Charlotte. It's a new day. Yeah, it's good, man. <laughs> Play some Madden 2000, 2001 with Marshall Falk on the cover. It's so weird that Good Charlotte was a band in Madden, and now you wouldn't even think of that, and people would make fun of you if you ever like said that. Hey, did you listen to Good Charlotte on Madden? Hell yeah. Don't, don't talk to me again. Yeah, going to, sem- going to seventh grade, some fun times. Um, All right, so either way, when it goes back to the Indianapolis Colts, I think it's kind of funny because I'm with you that they are most likely going to get Jerrigan. And the fact that they already have Houston lined up with them. I just feel like the offense, they may not think that they need anything. And that's why they went with Ted Ginn over anything else. Because otherwise... Well, they just... signed, did they sign Ginn too? Oh, they signed Funches. No, it was Funches, not Ginn. So I, I think they're just wanting another speedster. Because otherwise, just like you said, they have so much money. But yet, they're not spending it. They're not going above and beyond crazy with some of these other contracts. Or they're just waiting for the craziness to die down. Maybe during the draft, they may be moving some things. I don't. I mean, the only thing I can think of is if they trade, because they have two second-round picks this year's draft. Yeah. They have the Jets' second-round pick next year, too. Maybe they trade a second to like the Buccaneers, for example, and take on Gerald McCoy's contract. Like That's something I could see them doing. I think that's an avenue that you know Texans should have explored going this offseason. They really haven't. And also, like a lot of teams in general, haven't explored 
uh, that way to get players as well, too, as much as you would thought. Well, I guess the Jets did by trading for Ozzamelli. Um, the Browns did by trading for you know Olivier Vernon as well, too. But I thought we were going to see a lot more of it. We only saw two sorts of deals like that. And that opportunity is still there for teams like the Colts, the 49ers, the Browns, the Texans. They still have a lot of cap space left. So do you think that the Houston Texans have a shot at winning the division? I mean, yeah. If they do, but I would still put them you like... You said like that worse even when you said yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I Maybe did. a little. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just so silly. But silly all the time. No, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, of course, they have Sean Watson. They have a really great run defense. But, I mean, there's still a lot of problems here. And, like, the offseason still isn't close to being over. They still have the draft. There's still a lot of guys out there to sign. There's still trades they can make. They still have a lot of resources available to them. So, yeah, I mean, they, of course, they still do. But uh, I've I felt better before. I kind of <laughs> wish we could hit the reset button on this whole offseason. Because the Texans do have Deshaun Watson on his rookie contract. And this is the time to spend a bunch of money to take advantage of that. And they haven't done it all whatsoever. Like they're they're building their team like how the Ravens built their team when they had Flacco at $30 million a year, which is how you should build your team when you have a quarterback for $25 million or $28 million or $22 million. But when you're paying Watson $7 million, this isn't how you build a team. By the way, it's not like my team's that. It's like the, the Texas teams, for some reason, are just doing the exact same thing right now. Hey, we have like a young quarterback. You know what we should do? Let's just not do anything. Yeah, let's, let's just, just keep saving Let's money. just hang out. Should we, like, be spending money or anything? No. Let's not do that. Hey, and if you're Dallas, let's just be paying guys that don't even play for our team anymore. Sounds good. Uh, sounds like a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> Can't I'm wait. I'm in. So what should we do whenever their contracts are coming up? Don't pay them. Let's pay them everything we possibly can. No, they're not paying anybody. Dude, Dak is going to be, oh, my God. Well, that's what I, I need him. I need him to just take the hometown. Take the hometown just, discount, just man. Just let him to be. Listen to this podcast and take the hometown. Just do it. No, just let him be kind of bad again this year, and then you, you, you mean kind of bad. Year. He's not going to be bad. He's not going to be bad Don't at all. What that. are you talking about? All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're we'll going be, for it all, Matthew. And we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about you know going for it all some more. And make sure to hit that big fat subscribe button. It's skinny, I thought. And we're back. So the the next player I have here. That next free agency fit I like. I like J- Jeremy Parnell, former right tackle of Jacksonville Jaguars, going to the Miami Dolphins to play right tackle. The Dolphins recently lost Jawan James in free agency to the Denver Broncos on an enormous overpay. Uh, like Ryan Fitzpatrick may die in Miami. <laughs> he's, like he's this is going to be like an any given Sunday sports season doing for this? him. I have no idea. Like it doesn't make any sense because they also did it with Jay Cutler too. What do y'all do? What's your plan? It's like we're running well, a team, or it's like a guy who's not even looking at or watching football is running the team. Hey, we need a quarterback. Who's that? But out like, there? but I mean, they that team with Cutler, though, for example, even Tannehill the year before, they had James, they had Tunsil, they had Pouncey, they paid Josh Sidden. You know, like they had Dude, they Miami's paid for an offensive terrible. line. I understand. They're, I mean, they're the they're the worst team in football as of right now. They're my pick for the worst team. They're your worst. Right. Yeah, they're my. They're thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> if there was thirty five, they'd be thirty five. So you think that the Arizona Cardinals are better? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like how you're really confident. In yeah, that. they're gonna bounce back this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Partnell would be a good right tackle to replace. Uh. Juwan James, and like like I'm saying about Fitzpatrick, he dives head first all the time. He takes awful hits. Like it's gonna be any given Sunday where the quarterback, you know, is gonna dial. It's like what's uh what's Dennis, he's gonna be Dennis Quaid this year playing in Miami behind the offensive line, just like on the verge of dying every play. Oh, so yeah, that... sign Jeremy Parnell. Don't start like Chaz Green or whoever it is slated to start left guard for him. Maybe Chaz Green plays for the Cardinals. I don't know. By the way, okay, so first of all. Yeah, Yaz Green. Why did you pick Miami for him to be able to go to that team? Out of anybody else, like you couldn't just think of a team that would be better for more deserving of a player. Miami deserves nothing, Matt. Well, I mean, Parnell is fine. Like, I wanted Houston to sign Parnell as like tackle competition, but instead they signed Matt Khalil today, who hasn't been good since 2011. I actually would think that Parnell would be great as on a good team. Like you and want him to be your him. third tackle, yeah, or he exactly. Gets, he gets com- like Cameron Fleming in Dallas, like Parnell could be that so sort of player. Say. Yeah, it's more like you just have a guy that you can input at any time yeah. in case somebody else comes out. And you can just plug and play. 
Miami's not going to plug and play. Miami's going to put him in and be like, you're our savior. We need you to protect Fitz Magic. You are the magic to his Fitz. Are you are you excited for like the first month of the season when Fitzpatrick has He's like 10 destroy. touchdowns? By the way, are Devontae you going to pick Parker him up in fantasy? Five, no, I may draft Devontae Parker. <laughs> it's like, like somebody round. has to pick Fitz. Because he's gonna the first three weeks are gonna be magical. Yeah. After that though, man, it's all downhill. Oh yeah. I Do you mean, think they draft a quarterback? Uh I don't think they do. I don't think so. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. I don't think there's anybody I, they like. I mean, I, I think if you're if I was building an NFL team, what I would do, I would start from the beginning. If I'm starting from the beginning, like if I'm riding the Dolphins, I'm not drafting a quarterback for Probably two years, and I'm trying to invest in the offensive line, defensive line, or whatever. Try to develop a core competency that I know I'm I'm really good at this. So this other stuff I don't invest as much in. Develop a good exoskeleton, then draft the quarterback, then put the brain in the robot, and then actually be you know trying to win some games and draft a quarterback and put him in a good situation to be in, or just like sign Nick Foles for $18 million a year. At this point, I feel like I would just be drafting like the greatest safety. Or just draft a quarterback every year. No, I wouldn't even do a quarterback. I would be drafting defense. I'd go straight defense, and I'd be straight cornerback, straight safeties. I'd go that route with it, only because since this is now a passing league all the freaking time, why wouldn't you just want the best? And again, it's my favorite position, but also at the same time, safety, so you saw what they're getting paid right now. I feel like it's going to be pretty quicker when in the draft they're going to be going in the top five, and it's because people need it. I don't, I can see a safety on the top Look at what Earl Thomas was just paid. Do you really think Earl Thomas deserves that type of money? For his injury, same leg, four twice. Year, four years ago, yeah. Exactly my but point. Like, but, I mean, the way free agency works, though, is that you're not paying what the guy's worth. You you're pay paying what, what it takes for him to get there. Oh, no. They're paying what, what paying. he did. He's not going to get there. I mean, he's going to be really good in Baltimore. You think he's going to be $35 yeah. million dollars guaranteed good? No, but he'll be, like, worth $10 million a year probably for two years good. For two years, two yeah. years, team. He was awesome even, last year until close, he broke his leg. Yeah, but I'm even close to what his but contract is. That's what I mean. Is. Like you're, you're kind of like you're getting value for the first two years of his contract, and then you're losing value for the next two. And you probably come on that third year anyways, and you pay him five, you save five million dollars, and you have like you know a five million dollar skin mark on your cap sheet. But who cares? What's a skin mark? A yeah, skin mark. What's a skin mark? <laughs> a skin mark. <laughs> a skin mark. We got bug juice and skin marks. Bug juice. Uh, butt buddies bug and juice. skin marks. There's bug juice and skin marks. Uh, the other guy, another guy I like here, I, I like uh, TJ Yeldon signing with the Los Angeles Rams. TJ Yeldon's just kind of like a crappy version of Lamar Miller. He's a really good outside zone runner. The Rams are notorious for their outside zone running game. I think you do that a lot. Todd Gurley also, the, the rumor mill with the inside sources, that the guys I know on the inside, you know, they told me that Todd Gurley may have arthritic knees. So, you know, just like making sure you have three running backs this year, I think is important for the Rams. Not just two, but three. And uh, Yeldon's also a competent pass catcher. He's a good outside zone runner. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars ever fully utilized him correctly. And also, you know, he's 25, and it's not like he's ever had like a big 250 carry season. He's been limited to, you know, 150 targets a year or so. But when, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like TJ Yeldon has had a shot. Only because, but he played a power run scheme. That's with true, a, but he also they moved him to passing. They would change the offense for T.J. Yeldon because when no, Fournette just, would go out, then they would be stuck with Yeldon. Then they had to work the offense around him, which is where Blake Bortles was then forced to pass more often because they couldn't power run. Yeah, well, Bortles would just run for first downs, yeah. or he catch dump offs. I'm just saying, Matt, Matt Bortles Yeldon, is so good. Like well, he is he the go, second coming. He can go okay? hang out with Bortles in Los Angeles. <laughs> But yeah, I think Yeldon, Yeldon needs to play an outside zone scheme. The Jaguars never had that sort of style. And the Jaguars that threw to him was just like dump offs because, you know, they didn't have a quarterback to throw the ball downfield on third and 12, that sort of thing. So you think the Rams are going to have Gurley, Anderson, Yeldon? Anderson probably isn't going to stay there. Um, Why wouldn't Anderson stay there? Because he's a free agent and he was like good for two weeks. Anderson, yeah, but dude, he was the reason why they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he wasn't the reason why. I went to he Super was the reason why the Dallas Cowboys lost to them. Todd Gurley, I think, had 120 yards and 10 carries that game. Oh, yeah? How many <laughs> did C.J. Anderson have? Like, he had 20 carries for like 150 yards. You know what? I'm going to give it to C.J. Anderson over Todd Gurley. By the way, poor Todd. Do you think he's ever going to be the same? I just think he needs some R&R, &R, you know? 
I don't think that's going to help. Do some at yoga, all. Todd. I don't think that yoga is going to be helping if you're saying that he has arthritic knees. Arthritic. Arthritic? Yeah, arthritic. I Arth- think you're like making him more Arthritis is a noun, arthritic is an adjective. I feel like you're making words up right now. No, I'm not. I don't think that makes sense. Arthritic. I don't think you understand what that word means. Yeah, I think so. Maybe you should go on like a a low carb diet because the insulin flares up the arthritis. Inconceivable. Yep. Uh, The next one here. This is a big one. Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Ezekiel Ansaw. The Oakland Raiders. The Raiders had, I think the worst, they had the worst pass rush in football. I think they had 12 sacks last year. Do you, all right, over under Taylor. You ready for it? You ready? How many sacks did the Raiders have last year? I'm gonna set the set oh. the number at twelve. Oh, did the season. Raiders have more or less than twelve sacks last year? They had nine total sacks. Nine total they sacks. Had nine total sacks for the whole season. I think I was right with it by saying twelve. No, you're wrong. Oh my gosh. I was right, wasn't I? No, I gotta go all the way down. No, I was right. You're changing it now. They had thirteen sacks last Ooh. year. <laughs> thirteen. You know who led their team with sacks last season? Who? Maurice Hurst. <laughs> he had four. He's a 23-year-old defensive tackle. That's good. Bruce Irvin had three. And then their safety, Carl Joseph, had two. That's pretty and, solid. Uh, Maurice Hurst, he is the, By the way, a fifth-round pick. up to nine. He's a fifth-round Well, I mean, there's other guys there. But Maurice <laughs> Hurst is a fifth-round pick, defensive tackle, second teams with sacks with three. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Ezekiel Ansah, you know, he was a dominant pass rusher, had injuries. Last year he played pretty well. Whenever he got healthy and the Raiders need you know, pass rush, they do have cap space. Uh, calling my account in here, they have $33 million are now available. And so I would provide immediate, caps, immediate pass rush help at the moment. There's really not a whole lot of other pass rushing options available. And like I think Ansa fits in pretty well there. And like the Raiders are going to try to win at least some games this year, as seen by the, the Williams signing and the Antonio Brown signing too. I think Ansa should be going to Dallas Cowboys. I feel like that we That'd be should good be too. able to use him. Oh, I know it's going to yeah. be good, which is why I said it. How here. much money would you give him? <sighs> All right, so now we're back to this. All right, let's go with the one-year nine million. All right, let's just do it. That works. <laughs> then you have ten million dollars to sign your draft picks. That's all I need. And then you can tell. I don't have a first. Who needs a first when you have Amari? You don't need a first. Yeah, dude, Amari Cobb. <laughs> I won the Super Bowl. Just give me the Super Bowl. Jason Witten. Give me the Super Bowl already. Sean Gallup. Lee. Sean Lee. Yeah. Just give me the Super Bowl trophy, man. This is what I'm here for. By the way, I hate the Sean Lee signing. God. You just restructured him. To I don't keep care. Him. I don't want to restructure to what? keep him. Get off my team, old man. <laughs> Whenever y'all play 4-3 defenses, he's fine. He can Oh, he can he's stay fine. He's adequate. He just can't play in nickel. Yeah, I need him to The get problem off. is that whenever they play nickel and they're like, hey, uh, Jalen Smith, sit this one out. We're going to put Sean in. Jalen, we don't need you this play. You're going to take this one off? No. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you Jalen. Can't, Jalen, you, sit down. You can't run a dime defense with Sean Lee. And Dallas is going to do it. It's going to be funny. I hate you. But except he won't make it that far in the season. He won't. Uh, I like Glover Quinn to play for the Kansas City Chiefs at safety because they did cut Eric Berry, save a bunch of money. And uh, him and Tower Matthew, I think, is a fine safety core. And I have a question for you. A very Ooh, important question. I love questions. Jamie Collins, where do you think he should play next year? Outside linebacker in a 4-3 defense. Remember the Browns traded for him from New England, was hurt uh, in 2017, you came back, played all right he last year. He should go year. to Baltimore. Go to Baltimore? Yeah. yeah. He fit in well there. He should go to Baltimore. He can replace C.J. Mosley. I like that one. Yeah, one. I feel like though that Baltimore hasn't really – they're not going to be good. I feel bad for Lamar Jackson. They're going to ask him to do too much. He's going to have to score way too many points. I just don't see how it's going to work. It's weird how much money Baltimore spent this year. Yeah, but it's not good money. I mean, I think Earl Thomas is going to be really good still. You still think that that guarantee yeah. money's bad. I'm not even going to touch on that. Other than that, though, dude, it's not good. Like, it is not good. I'm trying. I'm trying. I didn't think they signed some wide receivers well, too. I don't know. I mean, Baltimore is... Baltimore is Baltimore. I think they'll be fine. Problem is, Baltimore is supposed to be Baltimore, where you're excited to watch them because they're <laughs> supposed to be that rough team that's supposed to give Pittsburgh issues. And now, dude, Cleveland's going to run away with that division. They're going to run away run with that away. division. Run away. I mean, you heard I, it here first. I think it's still going to be a mess. Pittsburgh's a mess. I think it's going to be a mess in Cleveland. I mean, like, I think it's just, or I don't think it's necessarily going to be a mess completely. I think it's just, it's going it, to, something bad's going to happen there. 
you don't think bad's going to happen? Was Baker going to grab his crotch and say, Odell, you don't have this? Is that uh, what he's going to do? Man, that's a mean thing. <laughs> Is that mean, what he's going to do? That'd be so hardcore. That'd be a mean thing to say. Like, if that were to ever happen, how long would the media talk about it? You wish you had this. Odell. You wish you had this. <laughs> I like his moxie. Oh, like, listen, I think Baker was a little out of line that he did it in public. If, I mean, maybe behind closed doors, it would have been better suited. Hey, I really enjoy how competitive it is. And this is a competitive league, and these are competitive men. What do you expect him to do out there? Doing competitive things. They just love to compete. That'd be so awesome. All right. So I want to I wanna go over Baltimore real fast to end tonight's show. So Baltimore, they re- re-signed Tavon Young. They trade Joe Flagg for a fourth-round pick, which is really unbelievable. That they I can't believe they got a fourth out of that, yeah. Ozzie Newsom retired. Uh, which was sad to have happen. That's why they waived Alex Collins. They released Eric Weddle, which is surprising. They were why? re-signed Nick Boyle for three years, eighteen million dollars. So they have like three tight ends. They're all kind of the same. And they're not. Yeah, exactly. I am kind of sad that Max Williams only has two X's to his name. Just put the third one in there, Max. <laughs> do it for Just me. Do it, Max. Do it for me. They signed Mark Ingram for three years, fifteen million dollars. Which seemed like too do? much money. Yeah, what is that going to do? He's like twenty-nine years old. Um, they signed Earl Thomas for four years, fifty-five million. They signed Justin Bethel, and they re-signed Robert Griffin III. And um, that's been their offseason so far, so it's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird. That is a gross offseason. You know, it's more, even more depressing than that. That's more than what Dallas has done this offseason. Yeah. 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 God. Well, hey, there's still guys out there, as we talked about tonight. There's still a lot of guys, a lot of good guys out there. You just you need a loving home. Uh, so, you know, give them a call. <laughs> And the puppy was lost. <laughs> and he came home because the puppy missed his family. And the puppy in this case is uh is Jordy Nelson going back home to Green Bay. Yeah, I keep thinking that's gonna happen more than anything. Poor Jordy. He just he lost that big step. Even though what if he didn't and he just needed Aaron in his life? Ooh. What if Aaron is the step? Le- what if that oh, they need to make a movie out of this? Aaron and Jordy, A and J. No, I like that. You like that? I, so AJ? I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast, and I guess there's a rumor that the Patriots are trying to trade for AJ Green right now. I'm surprised Cincinnati hasn't given that up. Yeah. The thing is, though, AJ, I love with AJ his injuries. Green. I think that's, you would. That's where I'm him. at. Is like AJ's not going to stay healthy. He is going to be great. It's not to say he's going to get healthy quick. He's going to stay put, but he can't last a whole season. Yeah, it's like him and Julio Jones have reverse careers. Where yeah. AJ was healthy in the beginning of his career, Julio was hurt, and now they've kind of flipped. And they're, think it's because AJ's too thin. I mean, he's a it's skull foot, thin though. man. That's what I mean. Oh, I, there's just, right now, it's his foot. Isn't it, yeah, it's like toe. Is yeah, his toe last year is all messed up. My toe's messed up. Nobody yeah. cares about that. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you should catch a touchdown one of these days. Maybe somebody care about your toe. Why don't you care about my toe? I just don't like feet. You want to rub my feet? Nah, dude. You're not a friend. I'd rather do anything. I'd <laughs> <laughs> rather do anything? Yeah. Like uh, in this podcast. So, <laughs> anyways, thank you for listening to this show tonight, everybody. Thank you for sitting here with me, Taylor. I think we're going to do another show next Tuesday where we will recap the Texans' first two weeks of free agency so we can complain about Matt Khalil what the Texans may or may not be doing, what their actual strategy is. I talk about Bradley Roby, which I wrote, you know, just such a fantastic article about. I talk about Brian Body Calhoun. That guy spells his name Brian, B-R-E-I-A-N. Crazy. He's just trying to be an Oof. a-hole. Yeah. That's Oof. all he's trying to do. Well, I don't think he got to name himself. Uh, so I guess <laughs> Are we sure about ta- that? I think you're talking about his mother. I'm going to tell him he said that. Dude, don't tell her. She knows me. Yeah. And then... We'll be back on you and I next week sometime, and we'll go over our our uh, least favorite free agency signings. I'm busy first. that day. Sorry, can't make it. And the week after that, we'll go over our favorite free agency signings, and then we're gonna sit here and just do a mock draft, be in the war room for you know four hours. I'm gonna turn this room into a sauna, and we'll sit here and just sweat and podcast and, and do in, a whole mock draft. And in the background, we have to have draft day going. By the way, that is a good movie. I've never seen it. What? I, I'm never going to see okay, it. Okay, no, no. I no, just no. heard Matt, it's too outlandish. Matt, okay. It is the most ridiculous movie on planet Earth, but it's done really well. I never had a desire to see it, and then my dad one day was like, Taylor, I saw it on HBO. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I watched it. 
It's pretty freaking solid. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm watching I'm watching Come on, man. It just it describes the war room. You and I can just reenact Kevin Costner in the war room. I'm I'm not a Kevin Costner guy. Well, okay, okay. I don't <laughs> I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. Waterworld may be one of the greatest movies on planet Earth. Well, maybe we only speak in absolutes here. I uh, know I got other things to do. I'm learning about rocks and watching Mad Men. So, anyways, thanks for listening to the show tonight, everybody. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your enemies. Tell uh, the zookeeper at your local zoo to listen to the show. And we'll be back on next week. I want to be a zookeeper. Thank you.